So welcome, 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 so welcome to No Stupid, stupid Questions. Question. Hello, everybody. This week's up, folks? It's for real. It's with for real. T. Leak like, and Jag. Like a dungeon dragon. What's up? No, no <laughs> specific no order. I love no Stupid Questions <laughs> show. Can we curse on this show? Do whatever it's we feel. Okay. Time is your question for today. Now, right. All right. So, the question. <laughs> question. Stupid question. Jack. Jack. Welcome to this episode. Of My first question is, who are you? No stupid questions. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of no stupid questions COVID 19 edition we got jag hey people how you doing and t leak in the house ready to uh chop it up around a question remember this is no stupid questions where you got two smart people and one stupid question or so we thought Right, right. Before we get to the question, T. Leak, you know, this is an unprecedented time we're living in right now. And uh, I just got to ask, how are you doing? Oh, that is so sweet. I am, I'm managing, you know, it is, it is a new normal, right? And so there's an adjustment. Uh, I am blessed to be healthy. I am blessed to have people that I am co-isolating with. <laughs> my boyfriend and his daughter and so that's that's nice because you know i i think being alone might be a little more challenging it sounds like that would be rough so uh so i feel blessed with a lot of things i've been reaching out to family members and you know that and, and there have been new opportunities to connect with some some old friends so i i feel good but it's it is a challenge you know i i there's some adjustments uh, some things that i just want to do that i just can't so right. But right. it's, it's want, it's not need, so. Right. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. And you're right, it is a challenge. I know I have three um, active kids in the house running around. So, you know, they, they're bouncing off the wall since they don't get to use that energy at school like they normally do. Um, and of course, I have to be tutor on the math and science, or at least I'd like being the tutor on the math and science. Right. I let my wife deal with the rest of it. Um, but yeah, it is a challenge, but uh, you know, we, we're surviving. And you're right, the, the, the one positive out of this whole thing, well, there are probably more than one positive, but, but one clear positive is that friends are reaching out to each other to check on each other. And uh, I think that's, that's a plus. Um, you know, people are using Zoom and, um, Skype and whatever other mediums they have to, to you know, see people's faces and, and just check in. And I think that's happened a lot more than it would have happened if not for this pandemic we're going through. But we got business to take care of, so let's, let's jump to that. The question for today, should the economy concerns trump COVID-19 health concerns? I, I, like, I see what you did there, and I like, like it. That? <laughs> That was a small T, Trump. <laughs> they both might be small T's, but yeah. I won't go there either. But I, I think it's appropriate that you ask, should the economy concerns Trump? Because it seems as if that is his priority. Seems like it. 
so I'm, I'm just curious, what's your out the gate answer for that? So I think um, the answer is no. Um, I think the economy cannot trump the health concerns. Um, but, you know, and I'll tell, I'll tell you why in a little bit, but, but my answer is no. Well, and I think as two compassionate people, I can't, and, and, and for me as a health professional, I can't see, even though my health is related to my personal economy. <laughs> so it's, it's making a choice is not necessarily something that um, I can do easily. I would say that the economy should not trump health concerns. My challenge to both of us is, does it have to? Does it have to trump? Well, okay, so let's let's get into it. Let's just jump <laughs> into it. I guess my, my, my real issue is that people, and I'm, I live in Texas, and so I live in a state where the lieutenant governor said that people over 70 or grandparents should sacrifice themselves for their grandkids' future. Yes. And um, first of all, I think out of all the comments made during this pandemic, that one is going to stand the test of time is one of the craziest comments that, that anyone has made. Mm -hmm. um, the economy, first of all, if, if you're not, if people are not alive and they're not healthy, then nothing else matters. Um, so, yes, people need to be employed and make money to put food on their table but they need to be healthy in order to or they need to have some sense of health in order to to do all those other things anyway so i think clearly health has to come before the economy um now i don't think they are separate concepts um but let me let me pause there let me let you <laughs> I can, tell, I can tell something was brewing up there. Yeah, I'm going to hold that for a few moments. So I, you know, it is interesting that you say that. One of the things that I had looked at when I did a, um, a talk on the, the state of Black America and, and health is there is a, an annual um, sort of survey, not survey, I guess assessment done by the um, Black Chamber of Commerce. I believe that's correct. And, um, and it's basically a report on five different sectors. And it is a comparison of how the black population is doing versus the other populations. Um, and I think they've started doing a, a Latino version. But one of the things that was really interesting was, you know, to look at health and education, which were um, in health, we seem to be, according to their sort of metric, doing well, but in education, not as well. And, and my, um, I'm sorry, not education, economy, I misspoke. So in a, econ economically, not so well. What's interesting to me is you can't have a strong, well, I shouldn't say that. You, can ha you can't have the strongest economy possible unless you have healthy participants in that economy, right? We don't work as well. We're not as creative. There's many, many things that affect us economically when our health is not is not doing well, so I, I I think that our economy has been based on a very different environment. Obviously, when you talk about 
stores and restaurants and, and some of these places that are dramatically affected by the, the situation and, and how we're needing to, to, to behave in order to, to make sure that we don't spread this virus. I, but I think there's an opportunity for us to look at how we can actually build up other areas of our economy that can withstand, you know, an environment like this and, and also contribute to better health. So I, I, I actually, forgive me for saying this, I actually agree with Trump when he says that it can be done in phases, right? There are certain parts of the country as well as parts of the economy that we can open up. In fact, there may be some new parts of the economy that we can start to explore. Um, I mean, we're, we've been very, very creative, right? I know uh, personal, the personal economy of someone like a D-Nice is doing quite well. That's right. <laughs> so More followers are, than ever. What's that? More followers than ever. More followers than ever. I, I know that many people tip the DJ on the regular. So, um, and when you got 100,000 people listening, you know, if only half of those people tip you a couple of dollars, it's not a bad take home. Unwell. <laughs> so I, I think that there are opportunities to, to not have to sacrifice one for the other. I think it will require us to, to, to change and have a new normal. So anyway, so that's my challenge to us. But the fundamental answer to your, to your question is no, we have to be on the lookout for health. I will talk about testing after you give me any response that you have. Well, I, I guess where I, where I, where I struggled is that, uh, for example, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm in Texas. Um, and yesterday was the high point so far uh, for the number of deaths and the number of new COVID cases. Oh. Um, today, as announced earlier in the month, um, Texas opened back up. Um, so how do you have a high point on Thursday and open back up on Friday? Um, and the reason Texas wanted to open back up is because they said we need to get our businesses back um, operating. But to me, to ignore the science or to ignore the data and make those type of decisions because you're worried about the unemployment rate is, um, is very short-sighted. Um, and, you know, we, we, we're governed by history and what we've seen in the past. And I think the best or uh, one good example of um, the pandemics in the U.S. is the 1918 Spanish flu. Um, and there's data on which is horribly it, named, by the way, as you which know. which is horribly named because as as the as the latest data suggests, it, it was started by Americans, not not, <laughs> not Spanish. But, but anyway, he who has the pen, right, um, right, controls that. But let's call it the 1918 flu. Yes, um, we look at similar cities um, that did different things in response to the 1918 flu. And the New York Times wrote an article about this. Um, but if you look at Los Angeles and San Francisco, which were about the same size um, in 1918, look at Pittsburgh and Cleveland, look at Minneapolis and St. Paul. Um, 
the cities that had the longer running interventions had lower mortality. You might expect that. But they also had higher employment gains mm-hmm. in the years that followed or the months that followed um, the pandemic. How can we ignore that? Um, <laughs> you know, and now Los Angeles and San Francisco, by the way, Los Angeles had the longer running interventions, are no longer the same size. Um, Minneapolis and St. Paul. St. Paul used to be the bigger city, but they had lower interventions. And lo and behold, Minneapolis is is, is bigger now. How, how do we ignore that when we look at history and what we should do in the face of this pandemic? Um, I, you know, I just don't understand it. I think history has shown us a, a, a real guide that if you put the health and safety of the people first, uh, the economy will be better. The, the long-term economy. The long-term yes. economy will be better. Well, and this gets back to something that we talked about on other shows as well, is the short-sighted culture that we live in. We have a very short view of things, and we don't really look at the long-term. And, of course, it comes from the top, right? I mean, our leaders have to look at, like you're saying, the data, what historically has worked, but also not just look at the the immediate pain, right? Because there could be much bigger pain coming. So so to not look ahead is is foolish ultimately. And to not look back, as you're saying, and look at what we have seen as a pattern is is silly. I mean, you know, I don't I don't even think it's it's rocket science and it's I don't even know if I would need data. I would have told you that, and, and, and I've heard many people say this, that if we go back too soon, and, and I'll get back to the too soon question, because I think that's ultimately where we are, right? right. Some people feel like it's been too long. So if you ask right. them, well, I mean, it, it, they, they must have stayed as long as we did, because this has been a long time. So for some people, this is a long time. <laughs> they complaining about it. So I, I don't know the, the data around that with respect to the, the 1918 flu. But I will say that when you look at how long we have been doing it, if you go back too soon, then your cases are going to spike up because you've got people that are spreading it and, and that have not been tested and don't know that they have it. And, so it, it, it's pretty obvious that you're going to have another issue if you don't, if you open up too soon. And, and to your point, the question of too soon is the data. To your point, if Texas is having its peak, how can you open up the next day? That would suggest no, no. Especially given that, and then I'll, I'll inject my testing thing, that that to me is the key thing that if we get that together we don't have this economy versus health thing this economy versus health thing is happening because we don't have a robust way to test and acknowledge who has it so that we can take the appropriate measures and to do the contact tracing and all that stuff they talk about and even to find out Who's got the antibodies? So the lack of a testing, a robust testing infrastructure and strategy is really the only reason this is a question. 
So again, going back to my challenge, my challenge is, does this have to be a question? No. If we get what a lot of other countries figured out a long time ago, test, 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 test. We don't even know how big the problem is. Right. right? We don't have the data to allow us to make those informed decisions. There's a lot of data to suggest that we should not open up, but there's a lot that we don't have that would allow us to do my modified version too, right? Which is open up certain parts. And because if we have pervasive testing, then we know how wide the spread is. So it's, it's really, again, comes from the top. Short-sightedness, lack of testing, all of that leads to, if we got to choose, we got to choose health. But to be honest, it's a, it's a, it's a false narrative that there's a, there's a choice here. There is a solution to allow us to ease up. We haven't taken that. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, I, you know, I use a sports analogy here, and I'm, you know, I don't even know how big a sports fan you are, T. Lee, but um, I'm gonna use I'll Kevin Durant as an example. <laughs> I'll answer that later. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, he 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 got injured in the playoffs and decided to come back in the finals to help his team win the finals, Golden State Warriors, and um, he came back early. And what happens when you come back early? He re-injured himself. Mm-hmm. Um, nice, nice analogy. The worst, the worst thing you can do, I believe, is come back a little bit early and make things a lot worse than, than they would have been if you had stayed out just a little bit longer. Yeah. And I fear that um, there are many places in this country, and you know, you, you probably can't, I will agree, you can't look at it with a broad brush. Um, New York has gone through a trajectory um, with the, with the virus that Texas, for example, is weeks, if not a month behind. Um, so the answer for New York is probably different than the answer for Texas. But since Texas is a month behind, uh, there's no way we should be opening up right. earlier than, than, New, than New York is. Uh, I think it's a classic example of trying to come back too soon and gonna make things much worse than they, than they should have been. Um, so, you know, should the concerns trump? Should the economy concerns trump health concerns? You know, I, I, I don't, I, I actually think is they should go hand in hand. Um, but if you think of the, your health first and the, the, the civilization's health first, then the economy question will follow naturally. Right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't, I, I, I struggle, and I think this is something that you and I have discussed many times. <laughs> uh, when you have, and then maybe, you know, maybe we're not the smart people we think we are. <laughs> maybe we're not. <laughs> As we mentioned Please. earlier. But it seems pretty clear. <laughs> and it makes you question. Uh, well, I don't know that question. I probably feel very strongly that I know <laughs> the answer to the question what's going on at those levels of leadership where we need to get this stuff taken care of? Well, you know, I mean, and I don't want to politicize this particular show, or maybe we have to, um, but it's clear to me that decisions are being made by politicians who are counting votes and not, um, not lives. And what they're, the analysis they're making is if I don't make take these steps now, I won't get elected when my term is up. And that's a very different question than whether or not 
that's the best thing for anyone's health, or if that's the best thing for the long, the long-standing economy. Um, unfortunately, I think a lot of November decisions are being made right now, and um, the country may suffer because of it. And 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 I appreciate your talking about politicizing, but I, yeah, I think it's it's hard to get around it because because one of the things that I've observed, and then I talked about this false narrative is that I think there are arguments that are being had for argument's sake. I think that, I mean, when I hear people who want to get out of quarantine, a lot of the things I hear is that this is all a hoax, that hmm. there really is no, so if you believe that, to be honest, hell yeah, you should let me out. Because if this is a, a, you know, somebody's, you know, fantasy that they've put out there, then you should, why am I staying at home? So I feel as if the, where we are with the polarization of the sides, you know, has led us down a road where we have this sort of need to be, to believe and to support our side and whatever that side puts out. And there's, there is not a good, middle ground, which I guess is the middle ground that I'm talking about, which is the, the, the actual, what we can actually do. We, we've lost, we've lost sight of that because it's just, it's just about being on the right side, the correct side. So, um, so anyway, so I, I guess it's, it's, it's a shame because to your point, um, this is almost the question of should the politics trump the, hmm the the health situation because ultimately i feel like that's what we've decided because i think everybody nobody wants the economy to be where it is nobody wants our gdp to go down nobody wants so ultimately what we seem to be saying is that our politics are gonna gonna take precedent and and that is truly truly sad truly sad so that's that's my thought on that but let's not change the question (laughs) And, you know, it's, it's, I see why it's a tough situation. I mean, unemployment numbers are at um, historic highs. Um, There are a lot of individuals who don't know how they're going to make their mortgage payment next month um, or or their, or their rent next month. And so it it is a, it's a dire situation. Um, Unfortunately, I think we're at the point where you know, not being able to make your rent and your mortgage is, is bad, um, but not being able to make your rent and your mortgage and then needing a hospital stay is even worse. Um, you know, I guess I just urge the individuals, if they can, and to the to their best of their abilities, they need to take care of their health. Uh, you know, if you, your job calls you in and you have to go, uh, I'm not saying don't go, but take every precaution you can to take care of your health because we're not past this yet. And, um, you know, you can't do anything if you're, if you're not healthy. Well, and I appreciate that. And let me, let me expand on that, because I think you hit on something that I, I do think is important. I think I mentioned, we started off this call, you asked me how I was doing, and I said, I'm blessed, right? Right. I'm blessed to be in a position where is not as much of a worry for me about my next rent payment, uh, my, you know, insurance, my, and 
there are people who, you know, are four weeks away from potentially, or, you know, maybe even tomorrow being homeless. And when you, and, and, and some of them don't have, there's not a work option because they've gotten laid off or, you know, so the unemployment thing and how far you are away from being homeless and this being a, a much, much, much bigger issue because it's hard to stay at home when you ain't got no home. You right. know, it's, it's hard to eat healthy when you ain't got no food. So I think we really need to acknowledge that as much as the government is, is trying to help, there are people in situations where this, this has become a real tough question for them. Not, not such a stupid question. And where the economy has to, because to be honest, they, they have no chance in, in, in whether you think about it in their eyes or, you know, depends on how you would feel about it. If you had no home, no food, they have no chance of being healthy uh, until this economy opens back up and gets better. So again, I stress uh, writing into your Congress people. I mean, we always like to be proactive and, and suggest what the call to action is that we get this testing thing sorted out. I, I understand, I've, I've heard Nancy Pelosi and I've heard some other people talk about getting testing in place. Uh, this needs to be, uh, we need to have, I don't even know how, because we can't do a sit-in. Right. <laughs> can't do a march. Um, but there needs to be some real noise made around what's going on with the testing. Because I know, I don't know how I could get a test tomorrow, today, if I wanted to. Uh, and I, we should be able to do it if we want to. Not because we need to, because so many people are asymptomatic. So you don't have a symptom. You, you don't think you need to, but you want to know. You want to know, are you positive? Should you be staying home? Should you not be going to the supermarket? Should you be staying away from your loved ones in the house? So it, 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 I really think we need to make some noise around the testing and, and, you know, our previous show was about how this is affecting certain communities worse than others. And that's the reason why we need to get this testing done so that this is not a choice that we have to make because some people can't make this choice. It's not an option. There's not an option for a choice. And that's, that's the real sadness. So I'm not sure what else we need to say on this particular topic. I think we, we agree. Uh, which that no ways always happen, um, and we didn't change our minds in the middle of the show. Uh, <laughs> so, should the economy concerns trump COVID nineteen health concerns? I think that's a resounding no. So, so can I add one more call to action? Sure. sure. Support businesses however you can, if you are in a position to do. Uh, go to remote, I mean, as a health professional, obviously I do remote virtual classes, I do trainings. Um, so if you can enlist people to do that, do that. Um, find ways in which you can support. There are a number of different charitable organizations that have been set up for um, service employees who are out of work. So hotels and restaurants and things like that. So look for ways that you can help because it is, it is, this is, this is a pandemic in a lot more ways than just COVID-19. <laughs> this, we have basically an economic pandemic. 
Um, so people are suffering uh, at, from the, the lack of money at this point. And, um, and I think that whatever you can do to help, um, I'll, I'll uh, post some links to some, some information on the, the description of this, this show. And if you have anything, please share in the comments uh, in terms of ways in which people can, can help alleviate the economic side of this if you're in such a position. I think that's a good point and an excellent call to action. Um, so I, I really appreciate that. So another episode of No Stupid Questions. Another not-so-stupid question. <laughs> Another not-so-stupid question. Thanks, everybody. Give us some feedback. Let us know what's on your minds. And we appreciate you. And take care of yourselves. Take care of yourself. No stupid questions. You can ask any question that you want. Or don't ask no stupid-ass questions. <laughs>